0: fantasy football family i appreciate y'all tuning in to us again it's another episode of off the line fantasy football podcast i am one of the hosts of the show eugene you can follow me on twitter at fantasygenes. g-e-n-e-s my other host of the show ike how you doing? How you feeling? And before you introduce yourself again, you can follow us on our official Twitter handle, off the line FF. Ike, right, How you doing? NFL Draft, it's here. Oh yeah, well, we, we ready.
1: We are ready. <laughs> we are ready to rock and roll. I can be found on Twitter at just <laughs> underscore iko nine. Yeah, this is a very exciting time for everybody. You know, we. This is. I, I feel like this is one of the most unpredictable drafts um, in recent memory. We just we, we have, have no a- idea what's happening. <laughs> no idea <laughs> like what's happening at number one. Usually the number one pick is locked up, but we don't even know what's happening there. And then after that, you're gonna see a, a shit ton of dominoes fall. You know, you're gonna see you may see crazy trades. I'm just looking forward to seeing the chaos tomorrow night. It's just gonna be it's gonna be epic. It's gonna be epic. It,
0: yes, I, I I definitely agree with that. But before we know we jump into it, let us introduce our guests. Our returning guest, our boy Jay Rich. We had to bring him back to top off this NFL draft from when we talked about the props two weeks ago. Let's go ahead and bring him in again. You know, just just chop it up before, before all the madness happens. Jay Rich, how you doing? How you feeling? Appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me, boys. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited,
2: man. I was talking to a buddy earlier today, and he was saying, you know, it's one of the most underwhelming drafts we've seen. But I think that's what could make it one of the best drafts you've ever seen. Like Ike was saying, one of the most unpredictable from the top to the bottom. We have no idea, no consensus. Every team wants to trade down, which is interesting. Like in one of those years where you think, okay, having the top pick is usually pretty good. Houston doesn't want their pick. The Jets probably don't want their picks. It's just going to be crazy. But the biggest domino for me is Carolina at six. Because what I didn't even realize until a couple days ago is that they have their first-round pick, and that's it, basically. They don't have a second-round pick. They don't have a third-round pick. So it's like, what did they do to secure their future and instill confidence in that fan base? I don't know, but we're going to find out in you know a little under 24 hours what's going to happen with the NFL draft. And then Trayvon Walker, looking like the first overall pick, though. We talked about that last time, whether he'd be the first, looking like he's going to be the first with all the chaos out of Jacksonville. Which is nothing mm. new, I guess. Depending on who you ask,
1: yeah, nothing new. That 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 uh, that franchise is always in chaos, <laughs> always.
0: <laughs> well, you got Trent Balky, the uh, the lover of long ass arms. I mean, anything is possible. And Trayvon Walker is the is the new toy that he he wants to go and and grab. So, uh, should be interesting what we see tomorrow. I mean, like you said, I did see that same that same tweet about uh, Walker being being the pick, uh, but we we also have seen that. Other people in the in in the in the uh, in the organization want want to go aging, so I guess we'll find out tomorrow who really has the biggest balls in that in that room. So <laughs>
1: pretty much, who wears the pants? Definitely, the pants exactly.
0: <laughs> but I mean, on this show, we're just gonna we're just gonna chop it up, talk about what we think is gonna happen. You know, ask a couple of questions. You know, just you know, just kind of be relaxed about before we get into the, the real mayhem that, that's going to be happening tomorrow. So yes, my first question to, tr- the, to start this off is on a scale of one to 10, how confident are you in these quarterbacks? Uh, Jay Rich, you can go first. Yeah, let, let, let am, guess I first. Am, am I allowed to say
2: zero? Am I allowed to say zero? And the reason why I'm going to say zero is because, in my opinion, if we're going to say confidence in these quarterbacks, we do play in Superflex League, so there is some viability from a quarterback too. But I don't really know if any of these guys can be a QB1. Maybe if we're lucky. And so how much confidence do I have in these guys when they shouldn't even be first round picks, according to a lot of people, probably second round talents at best, transfers, late breakouts, all these things. Why would I have a ton of confidence when they don't have prospect pedigree? They're not really Heisman contenders in any stretch. I don't know. I think realistically, I'm probably a two or a three. A zero is, you know, a little bit of hyperbole there. But I think there's a low shot that any of these guys have much relevance in fantasy football outside of, you know, super flex leagues as QB twos, pick it. People talk about how he has already reached his ceiling, which mm. is scary for a quarterback who's being drafted tomorrow. I don't know, man. I, I There is the world where Malik Willis is, you know, somehow Josh Allen, but I think that's a supreme long shot at best. Maybe Corral becomes something. Maybe Ritter becomes a usable quarterback. But I think I got to be at a two or a three. Ike, I don't know how you feel, but I don't know how you go much higher than that, personally.
1: Yeah, so to your point about you know the the class in general, I think if you compare it to last year's class, all of these guys are getting drafted after, the, um, you know, after the top five guys from last year, you know, after Fields, after, you know, Wilson, you know, after Mac Jones, uh, after, you know, Trevor Lawrence. It, it's obvious, like the the best, you know, who, who's the best guy in this class? You know, for me, I think it's, you know, who who, who has the most potential. I think it's Malik Willis. Um, but in terms of like confidence in the class as a whole, I don't have a ton of confidence either. I would probably top it off around a four, a three or a four. But with that being said, three with some upside, <laughs> a three, a three with upside, and that's and that, and that's well, you know, that's the class as a whole. But however, I will say this: it also depends. Um, it also depends on where some of these guys get drafted. Draft capital is going to matter a lot. Landing spot is going to matter a lot. Um, you know, let's say, let's say, for instance, just hypothetically speaking, you know, who, you know, anybody who who lands in Pittsburgh or lands in in Carolina. Uh, they're going to be very, very fantasy viable, because with the weapons that that, that are surrounding um each of those guys. So, um, it, it 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 just really depends on on the draft capital. Um, that that would probably take it from a four to like maybe a six, especially some of those guys get you know land there. But um, that's kind of where I sit, um, in terms of the the confidence that I have in these in this quarterback class.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me as we get as we gotten closer to this point my my confidence is like dwindled and that's more me thinking about like the the draft capital i have in my dynasty leagues in terms of like where these quarterbacks are going to fall and what i need on these teams like for instance i have a league where i have the 102 i'm like as we gotten closer like i at before at the Probably like a month ago, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be Corral who I'm gonna take it to." Not Corral, Willis was gonna be the one I was gonna take it to, no doubt. Boy, like me counting the days now, I couldn't tell you what what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm shoot, I might mess around and go wide receiver because I was just like solo. Like I don't like literally. I'm looking at these quarterbacks, I'm like man, like the all these quarterbacks, like you said, I or are, are after the five that were drafted last year, and I'm just. I'm just like fuck. Like I don't even know if I want to even dabble in, in in this in this this quarterback class. So for me, I I'm looking at like a three, in a possible half, maybe three and a half, maybe. I, I mean, half,
1: over under three and a half. What's yeah, scale? I know.
0: I, I'm scaled, <laughs> man. It'd just be, I, I I'll take an under. But I mean, that leads to my next question: Is how many quarterbacks do we see? Th- do we see getting drafted in the first round? I know. DraftKings, that number has been two and a half for like what three months now. It's been just sitting there for Mm -hmm. us to take in. Where do y'all think? Where do you think? Is it going to be over two and a half, under two and a half? What do do y'all got, Jay Rich?
2: I think I'm still at over two and a half. I think, you know, the last time we talked, we talked about Malik, we talked about Pickett, we talked about Ritter as our big three. And it seems like Corral is kind of getting some steam potentially as a guy who could also be a first round pick. I, I think I want to circle back really briefly, though, and I want to talk about Carolina with you, because mm-hmm. while you're 100% right about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, for me, is the only landing spot that I really like. Coach, personnel, play style, all the different things. I think there's a lot of things I like
1: that. Most ideal.
2: Most ideal. By, but, by, but for me, it's by a mile, though, it, and point. I don't think Carolina is very close. And so I'm curious what you see in Carolina outside of really DJ Moore? Because in my opinion, Christian McCaffrey isn't for the long haul, right? Like he's 26. He's great right now. But is he going to be there when this quarterback of the future, assuming he is, you know, the quarterback of the future, becomes a, you know, semi good quarterback for fantasy, maybe a star if we're lucky, like a top 12, top 10 guy. That's where for me, I, I struggle. And on top of that, It's Matt rule, man. I I don't I don't trust Matt rule. I don't like Matt rule. They could bring (laughs) in another coach, but you still have to deal with the hand you're dealt at the beginning. So I don't know if we can develop. Like, that's where I want to know your opinions on Carolina. But I do think we're going to see three. And I feel like, you know, you guys would probably agree with that, at least so far from what we've seen.
1: Yeah, I think um, it boils down to, at least for me, um, you know how I feel about DJ Moore. I think he's an awesome receiver, and I think he needs another, a quarterback that can unlock him. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if this this class would be the, the perfect spot for him, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> the perfect opportunity for him to, to be unlocked. But, you know, I think anybody that gets drafted to Carolina will be an upgrade over Sam Darnold. Like, let's just be clear mm-hmm. about that. Um, so by virtue of that, I mean, we've seen, we've seen him produce 1200 yards in, in three consecutive years. That's the only receiver in the league to do that, um, you know, over the last three years. And so it's, it's DJ Moore, it's Christian McCaffrey. I know you said Christian McCaffrey is not really, you know, it's, it's not really for the long haul. Um, well, it kind of depends on, you know, how his contract is structured, whether or not they have an out over the next couple of years. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, he's still a quarterback, you know, a quarter, a very, very friendly to the quarterback with, you know, dump offs and, but they'll definitely use him in space and, you know, he'll they'll they'll make the quarterback's job and the quarterback's life a lot easier, especially coming in like a rookie, being able to check the ball down to Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, again, make his life easier, you know, especially when their offensive line is not necessarily up to par, you know, because I don't know Car- Carolina's offensive line isn't isn't the greatest um, right now. Terrible. Yeah, so yeah uh so you know just benefiting from those checkdowns you know from the uh, mm-hmm. and then they also have Robbie Anderson who's still you know who's still there he's still pretty you know it's pretty pretty decent um I know he had I know he had a pretty inefficient year to say the least this past mm-hmm. year um but again that's mostly related to quarterback play you know and, and um that that he you know that he endured so that's kind of what attracts um you know that that's what that's what makes Carolina somewhat attractive as a landing spot for mm-hmm. any one of these quarterbacks. But I think, you know, to your point, Pittsburgh, it's it's by a mile. They're perfectly set up um for any, you know, any one of these top quarterbacks. And, you know, obviously they've been tipping their hand for the last couple of months, knowing <laughs> you basically letting the world know who who they like and who they favor in Malik Willis. So I think that I, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Can we let's
0: let's stay on Carolina for a second because so we know that their only pick for these first two days is that number six pick I mean if you ask anybody if you look at Twitter we're all assuming that they're going to take a quarterback but we've also seen them where they take an offensive tackle what do you think is the smartest play for them to do knowing that they don't have any any day two picks like six has to six is and that's it what what kind of what kind of move would you do if you were them? I you can you can go first.
1: Um, I think if one of the quarterbacks is there, if Malik Wills is there, or if they really love Kenny Pickett, you have to get a, you have to get a quarterback. If if one of those, well, they will be there. Let, let's <laughs>
2: let's. Be yeah, clear. I was gonna say like they're. <laughs> they, they <will> be there. <laughs> if they so choose. if they so
1: choose, if they so choose to go the quarterback route, they just need to go ahead and just pull the trigger. Otherwise, I mean. Conventional wisdom says trade back, stockpile more picks. Um, you know, Jay Rich, I heard you this morning on, uh, you know, whenever you're on uh, with with Ray, you were okay. saying that you don't really foresee a a team ba- basically bailing Carolina out and giving them picks I don't think so they so, no. can move back. Considering how they just grossly m- mismanaged the quarterback position over the last couple of years with you know trading for Sam Darnold, trading a second and a, a second and a third, I believe, for Sam Darnold, they traded two yeah. draft picks for him. Yeah. And, and, and then they traded for, uh, I think they traded for CJ Henderson and they also, you know, you
2: and know, Teddy as well was so part of what's made this cascade effect of not having second of, third round picks. Yep. Yeah. It's
1: because of what, you know, how they handled that Teddy situation. So, um, yeah, conventional wisdom says trade back, get, get more picks, because I think that'd be the operative thing to do and the, and the most optimal thing to do. But, you know, we'll see. I, I think. At least, if 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 it were for, if it were me, I would just probably take one of the quarterbacks because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get one you're not gonna get anybody between rounds two and three that's worth a damn. That'll be that'll be be an upgrade over Sam Darnold because you don't want to go into the 2022 season as with Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's funny you say that, I because you, like your boy DJ Moore. Obviously, the biggest factor here is that he actually resigned his deal. I just can't imagine him sitting at the table and being like, I am going to resign, not knowing the future of my quarterback, knowing what he's been through over the years. Right. And I think that may be the tipping point for Carolina really showing their hand. Because if you're DJ Moore, there is no way in hell you are signing a contract extension. Right. Like, especially you did it like over a month ago now, knowing that Sam Darnold is your quarterback. I just can't see that happening. Like nobody is that nice of a person. And uh, even though I look at DJ Moore and pictures the way he smiles, he just seems like the nicest guy, like just the, <laughs> the best guy to just hang out with, always smiling. But for me, it's like it, ha- it has to be a quarterback. But I want to ask you, who do you think fits that system better? Would it be Malik? Would it be Pickett? Would it be Corral? Because in a lot of ways, I think Corral is the best fit for that offense, especially given their personnel. But I don't think that they're going to take Corral at six. And if we're playing the game, if they're not going to trade down, realistically, if it was me, I would take a tackle. I just don't think they have that luxury given the situation they're in right now. And I think you're right. They have to take a quarterback. But who would you peg there and be like your ideal quarterback to land in Carolina?
1: You can go ahead with this one, Gene. Um,
0: My ideal quarterback, I feel like I I would take Corral. because we've seen him, I mean, like, like we've all all said before, we've seen Corral perform in the SEC, which is the, the the best conference in college football that gets you the most prepared, in my opinion, for the next level, which be the NFL. Granted that he did take a lot of you know snaps from shotgun RPO style offense that they ran to Ole Miss, I feel like he's more equipped to you know deal with the the bad offensive line, I feel like they would be able to put in a package or an offense around him to, you know, allow him to, you know, be comfortable because RPO offense, you don't have to necessarily have to have the best line to, you know, to run that offense because you, you still got to read the – that still got to read if, if Christian's is going to take the handoff or not. And then plus you got Christian McCaffrey for, you know, safe valve. If if if, if shit doesn't go go well, you can always dump it off to him. You still got you still got DJ Moore, like you said. You have Robbie Anderson. You have the corpse of uh of Marshall, the corpse of Ian <laughs> Thomas. That they for whatever reason they resigned. So I mean they got there's there's stuff there. I think I feel I would feel the most comfortable with Corral if you're and, and this is also to even think about talking about your DJ Moore re-signing a new uh, re a new deal. Like which quarterback do you think will will you know make that playoff push? the quickest if you're going to draft one of these rookie wide receivers. And I think Corral is the most dynamic and potentially the one that can get you the place that you're trying to go because they can't, I mean, DJ signing that deal, the quarterback moves they've made the last two years, like clearly rule doesn't have no time to waste. Like he has to go get it now. So oh, yeah, this, that would be this my, that would be my choice.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is a make or break for your break, make or break year for him. And I think, I think um you guys are kind of spot on with Corral. if you remember, I think he was the QB1 late this year, you know late in the season um this past year because of how well he was playing like he was he was lighting it up um you know all, all season and to, and to your point, you know you know the SEC is the is the you know is the the, the bright the brightest of lights <laughs> in college football, so you know you, you, you have the bigger stages so yeah i think I think Corral's probably the most ideal, the most realistic. Most realistic, I think, would probably be—I don't know—I'd um, probably go with Kenny Pickett. Would he'd probably be the most realistic because he'd probably be a little bit safer in terms of just 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 kind of how he just kind of how he goes about the game and just kind of how he you know he makes decisions and things like that. So he'd be probably a little safer for that offense, at least for me. Um, but you know, you guys do make a good point with Corral and not how how he's been pretty much battle tested, um, you know, being in the SEC. So. Um, um I think Malik Willis is a better fit in Pittsburgh than he is in Carolina. So um, you know, just you know, it, it really I, I I'm just curious to see it. I, I think um, you know, I think back to the the question of with regards to like how many quarterbacks are getting drafted, you're gonna see at least like three or maybe four in the first round. Um, you know, Pickett's minus three thousand. Um Corral was actually invited to the draft. Um and he's minus one twenty. Yeah, that's guess, interesting. Yeah. So there there's there's some uh there's some there's some uh You know, there's there's some trouble brewing there, and then Desmond Ritter is minus 125 to be drafted in Mm. in the in the first round, Um, and um, as we know, you know Malik Willis is still an odds-on favorite to be the first quarterback off the board um, at minus 190. So that's that's four quarterbacks right there that have a realistic shot of being drafted in the first round, and you you, there's I've I've heard some speculation that potentially um, Sam Howell may sneak into the back end of the first round or yeah Sam Howell may sneak into the back end in the first round so there's just a lot of just speculation and rumors and and, and smoke screens and whatever the case may be so um yeah it's, it's going to be it's going to be quite 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 the night um, tomorrow night
0: yes it, it's going to be a spicy night for sure tomorrow but funny that you mentioned rumors my next question is what rumor do you believe will or won't happen tomorrow or- throughout the you know the weekend of the draft. Uh, Jay Rich, you can go first.
2: So the one for me that's intrigued me probably more than any of them is the one surrounding Jamison Williams and the Philadelphia Eagles. And there's been a lot of talk about Jamison Williams, especially recently, him going up in draft boards, him potentially being a target for the Jets. And then two days ago, it comes out of nowhere that Jamison Williams is a target for the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that throws the ball almost the least in all the NFL, the team with a quarterback who's basically got (laughs) the entire fan base after him, looking for his house, looking for his parents, his kids, his girlfriend, trying to find out where he lives so they can go after him. But at the end of the day, man, they need playmakers. Didn't work out with Jalen Rager. Quez Watkins isn't the answer. They have Devontae Smith. They got to figure something out. And Jamison Williams could be the answer. Now, today, Chad Ruder actually put out a new mock draft, and he had Jamison Williams going at 9 to the Philadelphia Eagles with the Seattle Seahawks trading down, and that to me was like, okay, he's a dude who's pretty connected, does tons of mock drafts, works for the NFL. That can't be nothing, right? It, it, it can't be nothing. And I think the bigger point is that we're seeing JMO rising in mock drafts. When we did this before, I believe he was like 16 and a half over under, maybe even a 13 and a half. Now you see him at 11 and a half, 10 and a half. He might still be going up as far as the odds go. And if that's the case, Philadelphia just sitting there at 15 is not going to be enough to get Jamison Williams. So you figure a trade-up with somebody has to happen. And realistically, it's probably going to be a ha- have to be ahead of the Jets at 10 because we know they're looking at a different position, probably edge rusher or corner at four. But at 10, a wide receiver is in play. Wide receiver is in play at, to Atlanta at eight. So I'm kind of buying the hype that Philadelphia Eagles want to target Jamison Williams or maybe even another receiver. Somewhere at the early spot of the draft and not being able to wait until 15 to get them. What do you guys think of that? Uh, Ike, how about you start with that?
1: Um, yeah, this will be like the second consecutive year that they'll be trading into the top 10 to get a wide receiver uh, because <laughs> of the mistake that they made in 2020 by drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. So they've been ch- basically chasing that ever since um so you know i i think there is a lot of merit to this and they they want to make a you know a home run hit you know they they want to take a huge swing and and get the guy they they covet and they feel like they can get a guy that can take them over the top so you know this this makes a ton of sense for philadelphia um you know they they're they've effectively given up on Jalen rager um they're they put him they put him on the block nobody's on the block Nobody's gonna buy them. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, nobody nobody him. Nobody
0: wants him. Yeah,
1: it's like <laughs> it'll be a,
2: like a baseball trade when someone gets traded for cash considerations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like so. G. It's like basically in our in our armchair uh, dynasty leagues, you put somebody on the block, and you're just basically trolling, and everybody just reacts with the laughing emoji. That's basically yep. what. They that's, <laughs> that's basically how they 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 put him on the block. But yeah, you oh, know, it, it makes a ton of sense for Philadelphia to to try to go after uh, uh, you know an elite playmaking wide <sighs> receiver for the third consecutive for- year.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for me, I mean, I would love to see this because I think J-Mo is going to be the first wide receiver taken. Probably, I'm assuming that somebody there's a wide receiver taking that eight to Atlanta. But um, I would love love it to be him because I mean, I I thought he was awesome. It sucked that he tore his ACL during the uh, during the last game of the season. Um, but I would hate this for the Cowboys if. This is who they're going to end up getting, and now we got to go find another corner to try to try to go cover uh, two fast-ass wide receivers. But I mean, again, you know, people don't believe in Jalen Hurts' arm, but uh, you, you can't. I mean, at some point, you're going to have to throw the ball, and you got you got two dynamic wide receivers on on your outside. So, um, I mean, I, I I can definitely see this happening. Um, it's a little weak for me. It just seems like bad management of your your draft resources if you're going to trade up in the top 10 to go get a wide receiver uh with with the offense that you run so I don't like it's it's a little weird I don't I don't understand it but it's go get your guy season so if you believe he's worth it then you go pay up but it goes back to your point when you mentioned about somebody somebody not want a team not wanting to bail out Carolina you're bailing out you're bailing out Seattle because they're they, they, their, their roster is awful. So I, yeah. I, I wonder what the package, do you know what that package was, was, was supposed to be if they ended no, up trading us? He didn't say that. He just kind of updated his draft board
2: and highlighted some of the picks where there was movement. I'd have to imagine that they get maybe 15 or potentially even 18 is another pick they have. And then further research down the line because remember, they also have a bunch of picks from the Saints in that when the Saints traded up to get that yeah. second, first round pick. So they do have a lot of assets. Um, but, I don't know. We'll see. I think you're right, though. Seattle needs to probably trade down, but if the right guy falls to them, you know, I've seen Corral in that spot. I've seen Evan Neal in that spot. So you never know. Um, but Evan there's a Neal lot of options for them.
1: Yeah, Evan yeah. Neal. Makes I
2: mean, you, Seattle. The interesting thing with Seattle is I've I've seen them as a trade up candidate. Like I believe as Gene. You're talking about Sam Howell in the back of the first. I've seen a lot of a lot of mocks have Detroit trading down out of 32. And having a team come up like Seattle or a team that necessarily isn't looking for a quarterback in the first trading up to mm. 32 and taking a quarterback in that spot. Atlanta was one of the teams. Uh, Seattle is definitely one of them. And I think I've seen Indy as well trade up to that spot to get another quarterback. Um, all these teams need quarterbacks. Doesn't mean they're going to go for one in the first, but 32 seems to be up to up for grabs as far as the Lions are concerned to uh, get that fifth year option on a quarterback.
1: Yep, I was okay. just about to say that. Yeah, lock in that fifth year yep. fifth year option. That's that's, yep. that's that's the that's the goal there. Um and yeah, Gene, back to your um, you know, back to your point, you know, Philly, Philly trading up. You only trade up basically in the first round if you want a quarterback or if you want a left tackle or if you want an edge rusher. Yeah. So for a wide receiver, you know, you you do make a good point about kind of misusing your draft capital. But hey, go get your guy, right? <laughs> go get your guy.
0: Hey, go get your guy season, man. Uh yeah. who, what you got for a rumor
1: my rumor is um, debo samuel the, the you know basically around the debo samuel being traded i th- i believe this i think he's going to be traded on draft night um as we've seen this offseason, this most this one of the most chaotic off seasons that we've that we've seen you know in quite some time and you know obviously the 49ers have come out and said oh we're not we're we're, we're adamant about keeping him we're not going to trade him but as we've seen in the past teams that are adamant about trading about not trading a player usually end up trading that player more yeah. often than not. So I, I don't buy that bullshit. And then, you know, Debo Samuel's been unhappy. He wants a new deal. He didn't like the way he was used last year. Um, you know, as as a hybrid, you know, running backslash wide receiver. It's fun for fantasy. It's fun for us, you know, watching the games, you know, seeing him dominate. Um, so uh, and then, you know, the, you know, the Jets and then the 10th pick rumors are definitely heating up now. Um, you know, oh. we, we've seen a lot of crazy, a lot of steam behind that over the last several days, and they have the assets and the cash to do it because they can they can trade for Debo Samuel and they can pay him because they still have their quarterback on a rookie contract. And if they believe that they can contend in the AFC East, I guess this is a move you make. You um, know, I've I've seen if they believe they oh. can
2: contend. Yeah.
1: Um, Believe yeah,
2: that's you can a, achieve. Yeah, that's a so, big if, right a there. Huge Holy if. Yeah.
1: Huge yeah. if. And I've seen some of the packages, and I I saw like there may be including a li- Elijah Moore in that, and that would be Hell absolutely no. stupid. That would be peep jets. There. That would be pe- <laughs> oh yeah, vintage jets right there. You know, um, I I hope that's not true. I hope they can just trade the tenth pick without giving up Elijah Moore, so you can have both of them. That would be a pretty dynamic offense in my opinion so yeah they have the cash to, to, to pay Debo and um uh, and and the draft capital to 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 acquire him so that that rumor and I, I think that's going to come to fruition tomorrow night
0: my rumor is the speculation that the Cowboys are going to trade up like top 12 top 15 if like for instance if Thibodeau drops that farm like this sounds a little hefty. Yeah, I was like, it sounds a little hefty for the Cowboys to go trade up that far, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I think that's bullshit because I haven't, I mean, around locally, I haven't really heard that. has been like outside of like Dallas that I've been hearing us being being eager to trade up to go get somebody. Um, even though we are prime examples of, of when we bring people into the facility, those are the people that we're going to be looking to draft and that's it. From what I've seen, I haven't seen anybody in that list for for me to feel like, oh yeah, we're gonna go trade it to go get them. So, uh, but again, we know Jerry loves attention, so he's probably not even shooting it down. He's just probably just swallowing it all up just to get more attention. So, I just don't think the Cowboys are in the position to go go get bent over just to go move up a couple spots to get whoever it is that they want to go get. Oh, and um, they will get
1: and- bent over if they try to. Be-
0: yeah. <laughs> they, they <usually> get <laughs> bent over.
1: let's be clear about that. They usually get fleeced um, in, in, in draft day trades. Although last year we 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 kind of made out like bandits. We we moved yeah, we back did. two spots, and I think we picked yeah. up an extra third. And so yeah. that was so that was that was you know rare. We were actually kind of surprised by you know how, I was like oh wow they gave us that wow we yeah. we were you know pleasantly surprised that we weren't the ones getting fleeced <laughs> in a, in yeah. a deal. Imagine yeah. that.
0: <laughs> but I do see there's a question uh, that want to follow up with. Uh, I know Ike, you're a Cowboys fan. What do you think we should do at 24? And then, Jordan, um, you can chime in if you want.
1: We, we should stay put and draft the best player available, or trade down. That's the, the, the bottom line. Um, we should just draft you know draft the best player available, whether it's an offensive lineman or a wide receiver. That's you know we we need to we we need to upgrade you know, our offensive line, our aging offensive line, and we need to find a way to replace Amari Cooper. So I'd be fine with either or if we if we cho- choose either of those routes. Um N'Kobe Dean from from uh from Georgia, the linebacker is very intriguing if he's there. But mm-hmm. um out I I I would prefer I would lean offense, uh you know, offensive line or wide receiver uh if we were if if it were me.
2: Hmm. So you're okay with the wide receiver? Like you think, like well, you'd be excited if they got Traylon Burks? Oh yeah, I, they, I, I would love that. Han Dodson, or I would know, love Christian Trey Watson.
1: I've, I've been on the record of saying I, I I I would love to have Traylon Burks in the Cowboys uniform. Uh, I just I, I I love his game. I like how he, you know he's he's basically like A.J. Brown and Des Bryant put together. At least at least mm-hmm. in my opinion, so that would be fine with me. Or an offensive lineman. But just don't do anything fucking stupid by trading up to the top <laughs> <laughs> and, and getting I mean, and, and taking I the wrong guy. If you trade they up, could yeah. take,
2: they can still take a defensive lineman. Like, y'all need one. You, you need, you need, yeah, we do. in my opinion, we do. you got to stay in the trenches. Pick a yeah. side, whoever you want, yeah. best player available. That's yeah. where you have to go. You see some Zion Johnson. You see maybe Tyler Linderbaum because he seems to be slipping down boards. They could use someone like him. Defensive line. We see the problem is if they want defensive line, they probably want to go up that's yeah. that's really the issue is that by the time their pick comes around while there's some teams looking for offense ahead of them they probably have to look at maybe 14 with baltimore 13 with houston if they want to come down maybe they can bail out the carolina panthers who knows you never know <laughs> draft day anything <laughs> can happen Any, anything sure. can happen on draft day but just imagine you know cave on Thibodeau's there at six carolina's like hmm, who wants ko on and jerry says i'll take him you know, they trade a second round pick, maybe their first round pick. How, okay. So, what would, let's say that was a real trade. What would you be okay giving up for Thibodeau? Would you give up a first and a second for Thibodeau if it was going from 24 to 106? Would you give up a first and second this year? And let's say a third next year because that's there's no way that's enough capital. First this year, second this year, third next year for Thibodeau at 106, knowing it was Thibodeau? Because I guess we, you would know it's Thibodeau at that point. I would Ooh. I would I would be able to stomach it if it was t- Yeah see but you would do it you, I would, would be able to that, if it was Thibodeau don't was say Thibodeau. say yes I would do that trade yeah, not I stomach would you trade. would do it and you would be ecstatic about it
1: I would do that trade I would do that trade I would yeah, definitely do that trade. trade if it was Thibodeau. I would
0: it is a good trade but damn that it, hurt, it neck hurts it hurts
1: my heart man and the only reason the only reason I'm not like like super cringy about it is because we have nine we have nine picks in the draft. So we have we have some extra comp- compensatory picks because of yeah. the free agents that we lost. So we can, you know, we can make up the difference, you know, kind of the back end. Hopefully we can, you know, we can we can uh find some steals, you know, in the third and fourth rounds. But yeah, I, I think
2: we have two third rounders and two fourth rounders, yeah. I
0: believe. Yeah, we do.
2: Yep. So, Y'all so, what you guys should do is trade up in the second. The second is so good that, this year yeah oh my god
1: that's generally what we
0: that's generally when we move what we do
1: we've we've traded traded up into the second round and that's kind of what i if we don't if we just stay at 24 and you know there's a guy that's slipping and falling in round two we can use one of our thirds plus our two and then move up into the the second round so that that's also a possibility but in terms of trading up all the way to 15 or 14 or Um, if it's not Thibodeau, then I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, I I mean, like you said, uh, Jay Rich, I prefer us to to get, get, get better and younger in the trenches, honestly. Like I would love, I I would love Burks, the idea of Burks, but long-term wise, I would hope that we get something in the trenches in the first. And if we, if you want to go get a wide receiver, we can get one in the second. Like, like you said, the wide receiver class is deep, man. Like, we can go get, you know, Pickens if we want to. We can go get maybe De- uh, Jahan Dotson if he's in the second round. Sky Moore. Sky Moore. Like there's there's yeah. people there that we can go get yeah, and feel comfortable with. So
1: Sky Moore um, is getting a ton of buzz, man. Like he's he is. He's, he is yep. He's he, he might be pushing, top forty might, probably. Yeah he, might pu- yeah, he might be pushing late thirties now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Random question, J. Rich. How are you feeling about your bet you made with uh? With uh about <laughs> oh, Christian Watson being top sixty-four. Oh, uh, I felt better. <laughs> I felt better to be honest. It's it's one of those things, you know, in the moment.
2: This the crazy thing about this is this was right after the senior bowl. This is like beginning of February, we made this bet. Yep. And even since then, Christian Watson comes out, runs four three. I was <laughs> like, okay, yep. that's great. Fastest 10 yard split at the combine big as hell of course this guy's got the inside track actually saw him at the senior bowl like probably didn't meet him but might have met him and i'm just like i just got fleeced but i'm holding (laughs) out hope i'm holding out hope he's he's still a wide receiver from north dakota state i don't even know where north dakota state is i don't know who their mascot is all i know is that they are not d1 and for me that's that's a bit of trouble you know now don't get me wrong i would love to see the 49ers find a way to get him on their roster because i think that mm-hmm. would be chaos but outside of that i'm holding out hope it's looking like a one percent right now because everyone has him mocked <laughs> in the first round mocked <laughs> mid-second yep. so it's not looking good but maybe just maybe he can i don't know like slip and fall or something sprain his ankle and teams are like oh no what do we do with christian watson but uh, it seems very unlikely at this point, and I think I owe him like a hundred bucks or something. I don't yep, even remember how 100. much that was. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> and you know he's gonna Not come after me for the U.S. Either. dollars too. Yep. Yeah,
0: exactly. He, he always makes exactly. sure to get the currency right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy, man. <laughs> All right, bold predictions. I right, give me one. What you got? What you think is gonna happen? That's gonna be really wild. That happens tomorrow or on on Friday.
1: There are going to be three trade ups in the first round for quarterbacks. Man. Damn. Three trade-ups for quarterbacks. So, there's going to be a trade-up into the top 10 for a quarterback. There's going to be a trade-up mid, you know, mid to late teens for a quarterback, and then there's going to be a trade-up from some team that's in the second round in the 30s or in the 40s going to trade up to 31 or 32 to get a quarterback. So, that's three trade-ups in the first round. For the, for for quarterbacks in a quarterback class that people aren't overly fond of, which yeah, we're gonna find out who's lying about exactly about, about Exa- their lack of interest in this quarterback class.
0: Exactly. Sorry. It's like it is like your homeboy that tells you that he don't he's not into uh fat girls and then when you when you pull up in his dorm room, he got like a uh, like a like a whole fetish of just no BBW's. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He just didn't want. He just didn't want nobody to know. <laughs> yep. Oh, you this weren't supposed that. to see this. Can't you not? <laughs> Can't you not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you not all see the stuff on the door? Yeah. yeah. All these teams. All these teens telling us they don't like them, but then we get. Then we see four of them go, and they were like, "Oh, I, I guess we, well, we lied."
1: Hey, what did what did your uh, Canadian counterpart uh, Drake say, uh, J. Rich? Tell me lies, make it sound good. Make it sound
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. all right ray i mean not Ray. jay rich well, i'll got take it bold prediction.
2: <laughs> um i think for me it's not really bold anymore but i'm pretty sure that Derek Stingley is going to be the first cornerback taken off the board at three to mm, Houston. three now i would be shocked because i don't know why you'd make that move especially with how bad he's looked maybe he's just disinterested dis- in football doesn't really want to play freshman year was phenomenal. Obviously he was on one of the best teams ever, but it's still crazy to me that sauce isn't going to go as the first cornerback taken. Like he's just so big, so talented. Footwork is amazing. It's so hard to make any move on him to where you have any positioning, because if you do, he's still got the arms and the makeup speed to make up for that. But there's just so much smoke about Stingley at three. I think I'm just buying it. And I think that if you're placing bets, you can still get value on Stingley as top five if you want to go top five, if you want to bet him to be at three. but well, I saw something today, and I believe it was Derek Brown who was talking about it, was initially it was plus 500 to see Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and Derek Stingley as the third pick. But today that's already dropped all the way down to plus 250. Wow. And so that smoke about Stingley, yeah, going at three is getting more and more and more. And... You know, we talked about how we don't think Hutchison's going to be number two, but I still think he's still the favorite at the end of the day. And if for some reason Stingley goes three, that's where we could see a wild three, four of Stingley at three, sauce at four. And then who knows what the Giants do at five? They have their pick between Thibodeau or any of the offensive linemen, right? So I think that would be crazy. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, seeing those two corners go so high because that I don't think we've ever seen a corner go three and four. And four um, would just be madness. Story. But that's that's what I'm going with. I think that Stingley's going to go at three and just start the chaos of the NFL draft all over again for us.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, to your point about Stingley going third, um, I saw that Ian Rappaport, um, I saw a report from Ian Rappaport saying that Houston favors. Stingley over over sauce. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's that's part of why that I know. I know, right. <laughs> it's <If you're laughs> <That's watching>, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. That that's uh it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Although I was a huge uh you know, huge proponent of Stingley or a huge fan of Stingley's, especially after that freshman season. I was like, Wow, this is this is the greatest corner I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> after yeah. freshman year. But um, you know, he's 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 kind of you know fallen, you know, fallen off of, you know since then, but Man, that'll be a crazy. That'll be that'll be wild to see him go number three overall.
0: My bold prediction is that we see Aiden Hutchinson go be the third pass rusher taken uh, off the board. So Walker and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau are taken before him, and and you know Jay Rich, you just laying out Stingley again taking a three, and we've already seen reports that our uh, Trent Balky wants Longhorn Walker at one. So <laughs> if it ain't two, to, if it ain't two to the Lions. We could, he could, we could see him fall outside the top five, and we're gonna see Kayvon. I I believe that we're gonna see Kayvon taken above him too. So, should be honestly. Yes, yeah, yeah, he yeah, my, yeah,
2: him.
0: yeah. He should be taken above him, but again, we'll see. You know, Dan Campbell. He 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 has that pass rusher. He's from Michigan. He went to Michigan. He's you know he has that 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 build like I'm rugged. You know. I'm built for the cold, even though they're playing in a, in a, a yeah. dome. He just he'll fit like the whole, you know, at, uh, environment of what the Lions are trying to be. So, we'll see. For me, I think they should they should take uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. You know, double up on back to back Oregon players that you've taken in the top five. Yeah. Last year, you took you took Penny Sewell. You know, go ahead mm-hmm. take take his homie Kayvon. You know, top mm-hmm. it off, get another Oregon duck. So. Uh I mean y'all gave me some some bold predictions, so and it just gets me more excited for tomorrow because I mean this is I mean, just me hearing Stingley at three is like very, 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 very possible is 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 wild when you just last week you didn't even think about him being the first corner taken, let alone being in the top three. So wasn't his over under like nine and a half or something like that? It's, and it's seven yeah. and a half now at minus one sixty. Yeah, he oh, was then. a maybe for
1: top uh, 10. Is, like, is um, the yeah. un, is the un, the unders minus 160?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Whew. But yeah, uh, he's heavy, heavily juiced now. It's What is it's what is his uh, what now.
1: is his what are his odds for first corner draft? Is it I know, I think the when we talked last, I think it was like plus 400 or something along those lines or plus 275. Something
0: like that. It's probably he a is, lot closer now. He is plus one thirty-five now. gardener Gardner's sauce is still one one uh, minus one seventy-five, but Singley is now plus one thirty-five. So you still get good money. That's close. Yeah, yeah that's very close. close. <sighs> very, very, very close. Damn dog. It's, it's interesting, man. <laughs> I mean, you still. I mean, you even still got the what the over. I remember we looked at. I mean, even the second corner taken, you can still get Stingley at minus one sixty, and then uh, Sauce wow. plus one twenty five. Oh man, that's mm. crazy! Yeah, bro.
2: yeah. But so, I mean, I guess if you think about it, if you want to take Stingley as one, and then obviously you wouldn't Sauce would have to be the second corner at yep. that point. So if you get plus money on both,
0: yeah, that's honestly you not can, a terrible you, bet. No, yeah. you can make out pretty good uh, doing that. Honestly, yeah. If you so, parlay, you parlay that together if you can. Yeah. Yeah, did they let you? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you could find out, Jay Rich. You're the one that. They got. I the might. Ha- am gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to look for you. Guys. If they will let me parlay that together, whoo.
1: hey, I'm gonna throw you some. I'm gonna throw you sorry. some USD. I'm gonna throw you some USD. <laughs> we can put a little bet in for me if that's possible for you. I, I'm I'm you sorry, keep-
2: sir. I, I, I cannot accept that offer on the airwaves. Um, please connect with my agent, and uh I will let you know if we can do business in the future. So let's just you know, talk football and I will look at the props (laughs) for you and I will connect with you when the time is right. Don't you worry about that. My my, my people will talk, my people will get with your people. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: Sounds good. Sounds good. All
0: right. What skill position player are you most intrigued by to see and then where you would want to see them land at? I go ahead and go ahead and start this off for us. Um, It kind of boils
1: down to, I don't know. I, I I I I like to favor, I like to favor wide receivers, and I'm curious to see how the NFL really, really feels about Trey Longberg's, because you know he he didn't test well. He was he was he was super productive in college, um, in his last year, but he didn't test very well, and you know he 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 didn't do himself any favors um, with his numbers. And, you know, even before, you know, all that stuff, you know, all the, you know, all the, you know, the bad workout happened or, or you know, the, all the measurements and stuff took place. He was still being mocked pretty high, uh, pretty low, like in the low, the mid to low 20s um, or the low to mid 20s. And now after that, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how how teams are going to value him. So uh, hopefully he doesn't fall out of the first round. But there's there's a lot of speculation that he that he may fall out of the first round but I I'm just really curious to see like where um you know how they feel about feel about him and where he lands um you know hopefully hopefully he's still he's still a first round pick um at least in my opinion
2: I mean yeah that's that's a tough one for sure but where do you want him to go like I guess you want him to go to Dallas but what do you think is the best
1: if it's not if it's not Dallas if it's not Dallas <laughs> yeah Here's one though. If he does fall out of the first round, I would like to see him go to Chicago.
2: Really? Do you, like do you like Traylon Burks? I do. Like, do you like Traylon Burks? Like, this is no disrespect to Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. But yeah. do you like, like, do you actually like Traylon Burks? Because if you do, and the fact that you just said you want him to go to Chicago, Chicago may be, and I'm not even joking, like, I don't know, and I had this. I was talking to my best friend about this not too long ago. Chicago may be a worse destination for any player than Jacksonville. I'm not even like I'm not even joking. Like they they may be the worst destination for any player, period. Because Their roster's bad. we don't the roster is bad. The roster is It's pathetic. bad and they have no hope. You know, they're trying to trade down. Did you see that? They're trying to trade down. Wow. What? Bro, you have nobody. What do you try? Who are you trading down Wait, do for? They have, do they even have a first round pick? I don't think nope. they ever have a first No, round. they don't. They don't have a first, they so they only else. have a second. Yeah, But apparently, there's. I, I saw a rumor that, that the Chicago Bears are trying to trade trade down. Who are you, the Seahawks? When the Seahawks <laughs> only had a second round pick, and they're trading down the second round to accumulate more picks. They, again, mm. I, I, I see what you're saying, and I was sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no, no. no, no. You're good. You're good. Crazy. Yeah. Because like as much as I think he would be a good fit there next to Mooney, I just don't trust them at all. And and that's the hardest part with them is like every time I see George Pickens there, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, I'm like, that poor soul. He's got to play in the cold. He's got to play yeah. with Justin Fields, who's still trying to figure it out. That the team can't really develop him. He hasn't gotten any better. The team is god-awful. They're basically tanking, and they just drafted a quarterback last year. I don't know what they're doing. They're not signing anybody. They're not trading for anybody. You don't hear them try to trade for Debo Samuel or anybody. Mm. They're just a dumpster heap. I don't want to see any player I like go there. If no, if I was no. Ray, I'd it's... be saying I hope Chris Olave goes there because that's how much he loves Chris Olave.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I you know the the Chicago thing is like I I believe in Justin Fields and I I've, I chalk I his his you know his. His less than stellar rookie year up to you know Matt and Aggie not taking the training wheels off and not allowing him to really be himself and throw the ball down the field because the 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 few opportunities he did get to throw the ball down the field, he was lining it up. He was, you know, look no further than that um that Monday night game against against the Steelers. He was yep. dealing in that game. He was dealing in that game. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the season, whenever he was, you know, whenever whenever he had a lot of play action passes, I think he had I think he was top five in the NFL in 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 yards per attempt on play action passes. So he was throwing the ball down the field and um and that's without you know Allen Robinson for a good chunk of the season and then only Darnell Mooney was his top guy. You know, he had you know a lot of you know you know Demir Bird and and some I don't I can't even name the receivers that they had last year. And I can't even name the receivers now outside of Darnell Mooney. <laughs> So that's why yeah, I don't know
2: who the hell's on that roster.
1: So that's you know that's that's partly why you know you know Tra- if Traylon Burks gets there, I think he's a good receiver for Justin Fields, in, in, in the in the sense that he's you know he can he can get, he can get the contested catches, he can get the 50-50 balls, um, he's an outside clasher, and you can he's an outside clasher, and he can also be moved around as well because he was I mean hell even um, even dating back to his 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 uh, freshman year, Traylon Burks returned kicks That's like a two hundred thirty pound freshman, yeah. so he's yeah. versatile too. So there's, there's ups, believe it or not, there's upside for Traylon Burks in Chicago, despite how much of a dumpster fire that roster is and that franchise is. But if he has a young quarterback like Justin Fields with a live arm and, and Darnell Mooney on the other side and David Montgomery, who's no slouch in the backfield. That offense can be a little something, a little something. I'm just saying. That's... I, that, I'm I with know. you, it could
2: be something. I know. It's just I, I know I'm, just, I'm worried for fields. I'm worried for everything. Like it's it's the whole situation, right? As much as I, I want to believe Fields can overcome it, I just don't know if anybody could overcome it, right? All those rookie quarterbacks look terrible, and yeah. you know it's it, so we just kind of equally say, hopefully they get better, and we'll kind of <laughs> see from there, right? Like there's nothing really to really say. Mac Jones looked the best, Trey Lance could be good. Maybe Debo hates him and wants out. I don't know what's going on in the NFL right now. But Fields, for me, is the one that could take a step forward. I just We need to see him get some help, right? That's that's the only problem. They're still losing players and not getting any better. You see the Jaguars bringing guys. You see the Jets trying to bring in people. You see the 49ers, whatever the hell they do, they always try and bring in players. Mm-hmm. Chicago Bears just sitting on their hands doing nothing, and so that's kind of a problem right now.
1: Oh, no, no. They, they, they're they not sitting on their hands doing anything. You know who they signed this offseason, a wide receiver? Brian that's Pringle. Great.
2: Byron Pringle. Byron and, and <laughs> don't sleep on don't, Byron Pringle. Okay, don't sleep on him. He'll surprise you. Not
0: me. sleep on <laughs> wide receiver, fire loaded. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, and also they signed a uh, Saint Brown. Don't sleep. <laughs> <did>. Don't sleep. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Six I foot think, four. I, what a
1: joke, man! What a joke. I
0: think part of joke. the problem is that we haven't heard anything from like offensively what they're thinking about doing. We haven't really heard anything outside yeah. of. Well,
2: I think part of the problem is the coach, right? Like, yeah, I, I can't believe they hired a defensive coach. I, well, I'm not, I can't yeah. believe it, but I was surprised because to bring in an offensive mind, you know, maybe Luke gets the guy, and maybe I don't know, you hired Green Bay's tight end coach. What does that mean to me? Nothing. Nothing. Does that mean Nothing. he's a QB coach or no, doesn't mean anything. So to bring in, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but defensive mind, head coach from Indy. Fine, you're Chicago. You got to, you know, you got to be tough. You got to have brr, a good defense. Yeah, that's brr. fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like that's not going to help Justin Fields. So, whatever, they're going to be terrible this year. Just bet yeah. beyond under on their win total. Yep. What is it like, six and a half or something or five and a half? Oh, it can't be. It can't
0: be uh, six and a half. <laughs>
2: I'll go. I'll go throw three hundred down right now if it's a yeah. six
0: and a half. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you got the te- the Texans were four and a half. I can't imagine the Bears being too too. uh Two wins above them, with the shitty ass roster that they have, I it has. Crazy, I would imagine man. it being five and a half. The NFL is wild for that, just wild. You, wait, so you what think is it? That,
2: I'm looking it up right now, but it it's crazy to me that you can actually find these. Where where does their win total right now?
1: Oh wait, I'm looking oh. now on per DraftKings. What it is, is it? seven? I Ooh. Come on.
0: It is seven. <laughs>
2: Bro, how? Who
1: they are they going be? but, but, to beat? Sure. But under seven is minus 135.
0: I still take yeah. it. And, and, and that's not terrible. Over,
1: over seven is plus 115. Nobody's, nobody's doing that shit. So
2: no, I'd have to see that. the schedule, but how do they win? The Lions should beat them at least once this year. They should beat them yeah. at least once. So Vikings should beat them twice easily. Packers will beat them twice. So they're probably losing at least five games in division. They'll probably lose all their AFC games. Like who are they going to be in the AFC other than maybe the Jets?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
1: The Jets might give them boys the blues. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't sleep. In, I time. don't know. That's seven. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Who's the skills, what skill position player are you intrigued by in, in terms of where you see them land? Uh, it's Garrett Wilson. Because Garrett
2: Wilson, I still believe, is the best all-around wide receiver. I don't necessarily think he has the highest ceiling. I think that's still Jameson Williams. But there's been virtually no discussion about Garrett Wilson, other than the fact that he's the number one wide receiver somehow. So of all the wide receivers, he's pegged as the guy who's probably going to go first. And when it really comes down to it, no one's talking about him. And it's crazy. You know, he's been the he's best receiver at Ohio State for the past two seasons. He's the guy who's a five-star recruit. I mean, Jack Smith at Jacobus is really good, but Garrett Wilson's a complete package. And no one seems to be caring about it. No one seems to be talking about it. And I think I want to see him in Atlanta. I honestly do. As much as I would love to see Jamison Williams go there. I think that what he does complements what Calvin Ridley did so well. And so depending on whether or not Calvin Ridley is there, I'm not really sure. We'll see. But what I do know about Jay, sorry, not James, but Garrett Wilson is that he runs Chris Brouts. He ran, I believe, the most crossers in college football, which I think is another great asset to a player like Marcus Mariota or a future uh, rookie quarterback, whoever that is. And on top of that, he has the, the high-end speed. And if Ridley is there... I think Ridley's the perfect player to groom his game to be like his and ultimately make him have success in the NFL. He's just one of those guys I think is one of the most pro-ready players in the draft. That's probably why he's going to go so high. And for me, the one I'm most intrigued by to see because, there's like I said, there's just not a lot of people talking about him. He's kind of the consensus number one, but no one's talking about him. And so wherever he goes, he'll kind of fly under the radar. People may not be that excited, but I'll be excited because I think there's a lot of potential in what he can do.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I I like Garrett Wilson. Like you said before, he's very, very smooth on the field when you see him run his routes, how he, you know, breaks, how he just like beats people, looks kind of effortlessly. Yep. uh, Basically, basically. And and speaking of
1: Calvin Ridley, speaking of Calvin Ridley, are we sure that he's going to be back in Atlanta after his suspension is up?
0: We don't know. We don't know. know. I mean,
1: I don't I don't yeah I mean that's it, that, that's just something I just thought of was like well I mean Calvin Ridley's going to be a falcon but I mean ha- is he going to be back I mean is he going to get traded or like cuz I don't yeah. know it, it's it, it's it's a it's a thought we can probably revisit sometime down the line but yeah it's just yeah. something that I initially thought of
0: it it would definitely be interesting to see what happens there um, boy, and Atlanta th-
1: definitely th- needs to upgrade their receivers because well, boy, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> talked about Chicago's receiver room, yeah. yeah. At least they have a guy yeah. right now in tow and and Mooney, but Atlanta's the disrespect court, to
2: Olomide Zacchaeus. Oh God, <laughs> put some respect on that man's a what? name. A what? Yeah. Olamide Zacchius. They have Cudero oh, Hodge. Oh, yeah. They
1: have Kaderil Hodge and Demir Bird. They do. Yeah, and Demir she Bird. Is- you know, that's Chicago sure.
2: great. Pence, never heard of him. <laughs> Man, I, I
1: I usually I, I'm i to put him in as the tie, as a tight end because though he's usually lined up in in, in the slot, but, but yeah, yeah, to your, yeah, yeah, he's he's he is he he was used a lot as a wide receiver last year, so I, I guess I'll give you that. But yeah, in terms of their actual wide receivers, it's a joke. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's I mean, I'd be embarrassed. <laughs> I'd be embarrassed to be a Falcons fan having yeah. to, having, having to cheer for that.
0: yeah it's pretty piss poor man you can't even i don't even know how you even do that if you were like playing madden i'm even not even sure how you do that but well i mean
2: ike if you want you can go to atlanta and actually watch them square off this season we don't know what day it will be yet but it will be week 16 as it looks like on their schedule so you can see these bears travel to atlanta and take on the falcons and what will be probably one of the worst passing displays in football history <laughs>
1: um but yeah so yeah, well, yeah yeah i was looking i had their schedule pulled up too so i don't see seven wins at all I don't see
2: seven <laughs> well wins. the fact they have to go into the afc east I is trouble for, like that's, yeah. that's three four. losses right there oh and four and Bro, then they have, the jets is amazing it, jets toss okay. so up. we'll give them three and a half
1: i feel like the, i feel like the jets can beat jets, can beat them i that's just my opinion The, the Jets can, have a better roster sure. right now they and, have a better roster
2: and they also, oh, what's crazy about their schedule, actually, they have to stay in New Jersey because they play the Giants and they play the Jets the following week. So that's yeah. actually pretty lucky for them. But, yeah, yeah
0: the Jets is going to be a tough, tough swing. Very, yeah. very tough. Moral moral okay, sto- hold moral on a second. S- moral of the story is go ahead and take that under.
1: I'm taking it under. I got to smash it under. 135. They to have.
0: 100, right, so. Is this their real schedule? No, this is not the real schedule. This is the, the teams that they've already... Uh, They've
1: already to the, home away. Yeah. Do the
0: but you to see, but you see their schedule. They
2: have yes. seven straight home games, and then they have eight straight road games. No, 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 that's just no. How it's, that's not legit. That's legit. Like,
0: no, this yeah, is just, just. They've already assigned the teams that they're gonna be playing. They haven't. The actual yeah. schedule hasn't came out yet. It comes out in May. They usually put yeah. out middle to late May.
1: Yeah, but they but they always announce their opponents at the like you know the beginning of January every
0: year. Yeah, but if this, are you sure this isn't the right home and away though? No, those are the right home in a way. That, that's just not the order of the schedule.
2: That's just they're oh, just listing home teams first and then they're listing. Oh, yeah. Game yeah. yeah. Man, that is wild. Yeah. <laughs> they have a tough schedule, man. They're road yeah, games. But, <laughs> whoo, yeah, they Dallas. Have, they, yeah, they're not, okay. they're not winning. They're
0: not winning they're not, seven games. Yeah. They're not so, that shit. so for the people that are listening, if you if you're you have a betting eye or ear, I would highly suggest to go take a look at that Bears under seven. You're welcome.
1: <laughs> Hammer that shit with your life.
0: Yeah. Hammer that shit. All right. So for my lap for my uh, skilled position player that I'm intrigued by is, is uh, Kenneth Walker. I know we've everybody in fantasy, you know, every everybody wants Brees Hall and thinks Brees Hall is going to be the first running back and they already put him in Buffalo for whatever reason. I think Kenneth Walker is going to be the first running back to go because when you look at the, the build of all these NFL teams, it's, they split the they split the back the, the, the backfield. You know, you have your, your, your primary back that takes the first and second down run uh, downs, and then you have your third down specialist. I mean, we can count on fingers how many bell cows there are. I'm not sure if we look at, at Brees Hall as a bell cow. So if he's not a bell cow, why would I not take the best pure runner in the class, which would be Kenneth Walker? There's a lot of teams that, that need a pure runner. I think Ken Walker gives you that. So that's my first running back. I think that goes. If you look at the odds right now, he's still plus two hundred and breeze is minus two fifty to be first. So Yeah, those and lines
1: have not moved at all. No. Like that nice three weeks. Yeah. But, but
0: yeah, yeah, Rupert choice. Kenneth.
1: Real quick on Kenneth Walker, like 71% or almost 72% of his yards are after contact, and that's mo- the most by a Big Ten running back since 2017. So Jonathan Taylor and and, and and Melvin Gordon were those two other running backs. And mm-hmm. he had an 8.0 explosive run rate, which is you know the second highest in this class, in this running back class, uh, second to um, James Cook in Georgia, and higher than Brees Hall, who everybody's consensus, consensus number one uh, running back. Um. So yeah. yeah, he's he he is a a dominant runner. He's he's explosive. He's shifty. Um, he has a 96 percentile speed score. He ran a 4.340 mm-hmm. at 200 and was it 219 pounds or 211 yeah. pounds? Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah he he's legit, man. He's legit. I think people are kind of they're, they're way too down on him because of his his lack of pass catching. But we've seen many many running backs come out and don't or weren't targeting the passing game and then they ended up becoming, you know, pretty damn good pass catchers in the league. So, I don't I don't really think that's a mark against him. I think he's going to be really productive.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I like Kim Walker's style, I like the way he plays. I mean, Brees is really good too. Um I just think that the NFL values the skill set that Kim can give because he can first and second down almost every roster has a third down by, back, so um, if you can if you can put the first and second down on one player and third down on another player, then you're not as inclined to go and pay them like 12, 15, 16 million like you've seen some of these teams do. Now you can now you have a reason why you can. Oh, yeah, we're only going to give you seven. Uh, take it or leave it. So. Yeah.
1: So what do you think? So you think he's going to be the first one for first running back off the board? So do you think that's going to be in round
2: one or do you think it's going to be in round two? Which team? I was going to ask you, you, which mean? team do you think? Like, <sighs> if, if you're if he's me first, I mean, I think it would have to be to Houston.
1: I think that's that 37 would be is, is like the consensus spot for a running back to go. For yes, but, running back. Yeah. Yes,
0: but I think he'll be the first one, but he goes to the Jets at 35. Okay. Oh, okay. And say, okay. F, F. Michael Carter. Michael you know, Carter. Yeah. The grand opening. closing. could, grand be, the, close he could be the third down. You could be the third down back, but. We, we'll, but he could, we'll though. That's a good that's a good tandem, right? To have
2: Kenneth yep. Walker, Michael Carter. And I think more importantly, um, Gene, you're talking about having guys that do specific roles, but it's just as important that when you bring on the quote unquote third down back that he can still run. Right. And Michael Carter yep. can do that. And if you can, to your point, develop Kenneth Walker in the passing game, he doesn't have to be that primary rusher. And you could have two guys that can do both roles. That way you're not too predictable on offense when you bring in either guy. Um, but I think that would be a great tandem for
0: the Jets that they did choose to go that route. Yep. Since they think they're, they're a piece away, you might as well, you know, get, get your get get your running back oh, room boy. together. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna run uh, the ball down everyone's throats with those two. And they're
2: gonna <laughs> win <wait> ten <laughs> games
0: next year. Bet the <laughs> over.
1: Dynamic duo.
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. So the last exercise I have for y'all is a landing spot exercise. So I'm gonna give a hypothetical of players that are getting drafted tomorrow. And then or on, on Friday. And then we're gonna we're gonna re- relate that to how would you approach your super flex draft, rookie draft? All right. So my first player is Corral. If we see Corral get we'll see in this example, Corral gets drafted at nine to Seattle. He's the first quarterback taken. We see Jmo taken at eight to Atlanta, he's the first wide receiver taken. We see Desmond Ritter. Get drafted in the first round, 20th pick, Pittsburgh, second quarterback taken. We see Malik Willis at 32 get taken to Detroit. He's the third quarterback, so that's three that's taken in the first round. Kenneth Walker, in this example, goes to Houston at 37, first running back. And we see Brees Hall taking the fifty-seven to Buffalo and also uh in the second round, second running back taken. How would you how would you think? Or how would you approach the picks, the first three picks in the Superflex draft? If you have, you no, know, you're drafting. How do you think those first three picks will go? I let me have you go first.
1: Uh, hmm. I would go Brees Hall one because he's going to Buffalo, regardless if he went fifty-seven or thirty-seven, but he still went in the second round, and that's still, you know, that's 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 actually the back half of the second round. But Brees Hall is a perfect landing spot. Um, I'm sorry. Buffalo is a perfect landing spot for Brees Hall. So that's number one. I would go Corral the 102 to, to Seattle. Um, he's tethered to DK Metcalf, tethered to Tyler Lockett. For now. For now. For now. <coughs> for now. But if they draft a quarterback, you know, I feel like those, those two guys will stay in Seattle. I mean, I don't, that would be crazy if they drafted Matt Corral and then tr- went ahead and traded their best receivers after that. And then that would just basically tank and crater his value right off the bat, you know, grand opening, grand closing, um, and then the one o three is interesting, but I would probably go Desmond Ritter at the one o three because really because it's Pittsburgh, <laughs> cool. because it's Pittsburgh. Do you think he wins the job? Uh, yeah, eventually he's not going to win it right off the bat, but he'll definitely he'll he'll win it throughout. You know, maybe halfway through the season. Because that that's that again, like that's a perfect landing spot for a quarterback in this any any one of these quarterbacks in this draft can can excel in Pittsburgh. Um well maybe not I
2: don't maybe, yeah, not, maybe not, not Sam, Anybody <laughs> maybe not Sam oh, wow. Maybe not Sam Howe. Um but I thought for, you were a Cowboys fan, not a Steelers fan. Jesus. Well
1: um, um for fantasy for for fantasy purposes. Uh, I, I think you know, and Ritter, he was—he's the fastest quarterback in in this draft. He's—he's he's very mobile. He ran the—he ran the, mm-hmm. ran into the four fives, which surprised me. I didn't think he was going to run a four yeah. fives because Gene, I, I don't know if you remember, whenever we were betting our um, NFL draft yeah. pop forty, we times.
0: smashed over.
1: <laughs> yeah, smashed over <laughs> the four four five eight. Like, hey, <laughs> run that shit! I smashed over smashed like what overs,
0: four man. five two? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> we yeah. were yeah. surprised. We were very very surprised. That damn track surprised. killed us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it did. did.
1: It did, but I would go rid of that at the one oh three because because he's going to Pittsburgh, and that's the most ideal landing spot for um for a quarterback. And they may even draft a wide receiver later on and to, you know, to have someone fill in the slot, um, to vacate those targets that Juju left over or that, that left Juju left behind. And plus, you know, they had Pat move, obviously Deontay Johnson who had a career year. Chase Claypool's out, you know, the, the downfield threat and then Najee Harris they drafted last year. So the offense is 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 set up. You know, for success for any one of these quarterbacks. So, yeah, those that would be my top three.
0: I did not expect you to go with those three. I'm not going to lie. So, Mm -hmm. you definitely surprised me. All right, Jay Ridge, go ahead. I think I would have Brees at one for the same reasons I said.
2: I'd probably have Kenneth Walker at two. And then I think I would put Malik Willis at three. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that I've talked before about Malik Willis being my 102 if he went, you know, in the top five. But I think. You should still like him for the same reasons if he goes at 32. But the reason why I like him more if he goes at 32 is because there's so much less pressure on him to be the guy right away. And we know that Malik Willis is probably going to be a guy who needs time to develop. And it's not like Detroit doesn't have a capable quarterback in Jared Goff. Is he the best quarterback I've ever seen? Hell no. But he can be a guy who fills in and buys Malik Willis time to actually develop as a quarterback, which is what may be what's best for his future. And so for me, I think that's the direction I would go. I love Kenneth Walker in Houston. I love Brees Hall, obviously, in Buffalo. I'm a little worried in Buffalo. Like, I get everyone wants a running back to go there, but I don't think it's the best situation for a running back, regardless of how talented they are. They're already a team that passes the most on four, on first down. They're already a team that passes a lot in general. How much more are they going to run the ball simply because they have a better running back? I don't know. We can't predict everything in fantasy football. But because it's Brees Hall, he's still in my 101. I like Kenneth Walker in Houston at 102. But I think I would probably go with Willis at three, taking the quarterback, I think has the highest upside. And I think it does allow him a bit of time to develop if he does go at 32. Gene,
0: where are you at with this scenario? And kind of what would your top three be? All right. So my one would also be Brees Hall. My two would be Matt Corral. And my three, my three would be Kenneth Walker. So why I take Matt Corral at two is because I remember there was I can't remember where I saw this at. So if you're a quarterback that gets drafted in the first half of the first round, the average games you wait before you start is four games. So if you're getting drafted before top before 16, you're we're getting 12. We're getting 12 games out of that quarterback, regardless of what we think. That's just the average. Uh, The person that's in front of us, Drew Locke, Drew Locke. I mean, do we even need to say anything more? Nope. We've seen enough of him. That his his greatest highlight is him rapping the young the young Jeezy. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think Matt Corral gets on the field quickly and, and produces now. How much he produces, I don't know, but somebody that, that's a top, I mean, a super flex quarterback dra- getting drafted this high and you know he's gonna get on the field, there's a lot of value there. So I, I would I would take my chances with him at two and then Kenneth Walker at three. Um again, Houston, they got a bunch of, you know trash-ass running backs that they're trying to fill in together. I mean, you got somebody that can now can take up your first and second down at least, and I don't know, you, you deploy what Rex Burkhead as your third down back. I don't know. But um, you get your running back of the future, and you know he's going to get a lot of carries because uh, the coach's predigree is that he's a run-first quarterback and wants to win on the, the, defensive line, uh, the defensive side of the ball. So that would be my top three.
1: And a quick note on Houston, um, the running back situation. You know that that that's a realistic, um, you know, spot for Kenneth Walker. But uh, to keep in mind, they haven't drafted a running back in the second round in four years. And the last, and I think the last running back they drafted in the second round was, I believe, Ben Tate. Um, oh, oh my
2: <laughs> God! Yeah. Oh
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. so um, you know, I think they're long overdue for drafting a running back in the second round, and I think Kenneth Walker is going to be Kenneth Walker, or Reese Hall will be staring him right in the face at that thirty-seven yeah. pick. Yeah, so that yeah. that's that's a a pretty a
0: solid uh, landing spot for um, you know, one of those guys. Okay, well, I mean, we had a consensus number one, but two and three were very, you know, very different. So it is yeah, a good I believe Corral, man. Well, can we can we talk about that very briefly?
2: I won't okay, keep let's you guys do too that. long. Let's But do that. why why do you think that DK Metcalf is gonna stay there? Like, if we're being real, like, do you think that Seattle re-signs him? Because I don't, right? Like, I think he's gone. Because remember, this is I think this is his last year of his contract. He's a second round pick. He wasn't a first round pick. So oh, that's they gotta right. decide. You they know. don't have a fifth year option to pick up no that's right. but he went up AJ brown. Wow, yeah, Agent the, the yeah, a.j brown yeah a.j brown debo terry mclaurin they all have all these guys second third round picks so they don't this is their last year until free agency so so you think about Ty lockett expensive and old he's got to go out right and then you have DK metcalf who they could resign for 30 million but I mean, <laughs> why are you re-signing him for 30 million if you know you don't have a chance in hell to compete with the 49ers in your division, the Cardinals in your division, the Rams in your division? Like what's the what's the point of even trying? I, I don't know. But that's that's my issue with Corral and really any quarterback that goes to Seattle, especially at nine, that dude's gonna get thrown into the fire right away. And if it, if it was in the second round again, maybe have some time to develop, find a rhythm in the offense, learn the system. And especially with Corral, like if they're not running a, if they're not running a college offense, he may struggle initially in that pro style. Yes, he'll be able to just sit back, hand it off to Chris Carson, whoever they, whoever they (laughs) decide to draft. But I think that those pro style reads will be a bit of a learning curve for him and for Sam Howell, who both come from very like half read driven college systems. Um, that's, that's the only reason why I'm not as high on Corral, but he at nine, if he's the first quarterback is tempting. Ritter though, I mean hey, I Corral. Know. Corral, <laughs> Matt Corral will be fine. You know, you know why Corral would be fine? Cause he's
1: got Dwayne Estrich, Estridge who drafted <laughs> the second round Sky Moore's year. backup.
2: Sky Moore's, Moore's backup. backup.
1: And he's got and he's got Noah Fant, who who has been very underutilized in his NFL career, to be fair. I'm sure. But I'm sure. he's got he's got the GOAT Dwayne Estridge. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you never know.
1: You never you do,
0: know. You never know
1: Sky Moore's backup has in store for uh Yeah, for, uh,
0: you, <laughs> you do have a point with, with DK. I mean, they could franchise him, but yeah, I'm not could. sure if they're going to be committed to giving that kind of money. And on top of that, it would be weird for them to draft a quarterback because we know if generally when you bring in a, a rookie quarterback, you're waiting at least a year and a half, two years, before something before something really pops. Pete Carroll is already what seventy, what mid seventies or whatever. How old he is? Yeah,
1: they're
0: they're kind of in win now mode, and again, that goes back to my point. Like, if out of any of these rookie quarterbacks, they're that that are dynamic, and then you don't think you have to wait as long to get them going. I think it's Corral, um, so I mean that's why I picked them. And in, in, in an example, and it, probably to be fair in this example, Willis would was close because. Even though he went thirty-two to Detroit, Detroit's setup is way better than Seattle's just for the fact that their offensive yeah. line is very yeah, good. That's that's they true. got a good they got a good run game. Oh uh, well, let me not say good run game. They have a, a okay run game because uh you know Swift. Yeah, top ten running back, right?
2: Yeah.
0: his 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 rushing grade was what second to last for for running backs that carried the ball at least fifty times. So Hopefully he can improve from that, but again, the setup is better. In setup is than nice. It is a setup. Yeah.
1: The, the he, he definitely has more support in the offensive line, so that yeah, you know, yeah. I would I would have had um you know Willows at four and then Walker at five if we were doing a top five, but yeah, but yeah that, right. that 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 Ritter to Pittsburgh man, like Pittsburgh getting a quarter one of these quarterbacks, juicy. I'm sorry, it's juicy. You're, you're right, it's okay. juicy.
0: I mean, I don't, bl- I don't blame you. I just, we just know. Like, I just want to know where sentiment. did Kenny Pickett go? I just, I'm just curious. <laughs> we got, we got
2: Corral at nine. We got Ritter at 20. We got Willis at 32. Where, where's my man Kenny Pickett going? Second round? That's crazy. Hey. He got Gene caught. The draft is off the chain.
1: Yeah, he, he got, he got caught, you know, smoking a bong before the, before the draft. <laughs> came out in video. <laughs> he had the bong so mask on. You had the bong mask
2: right, <laughs> on.
1: So now he now he got pushed to the third round or the fourth round. So that's why he's gonna have
2: to put that on a thumbnail for care, tomorrow. Can you can you pick it with, with yeah. the bomb with the with the bomb mask? Character concerns dropped him down.
0: Oh man. But I mean, again, we're at the end of the show. I appreciate Jay Rich again for blessing us, you know, giving us his time, you know, topping off our rookie. No, we we talked about props now we 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 ended with the draft preview we appreciate you coming on hopefully everybody listening enjoyed themselves as we kind of you know give a different perspective as we as we lead into this this craziness called the draft um on thursday night jay rich you got anything for us before you get up out of here anything you want to plug anything that might be happening that destination debbie is doing anything (laughs) i would say to everybody who's listening out there Chances are this will be Thursday already by the time you
2: listen, but make sure you tune into the draft. We're going to be doing live streams probably starting 20 to 30 minutes before the draft, maybe a little bit after. Ray doesn't want to get in too early, but we'll be doing some draft streams. We'll be having the entire team on, on Thursday and Friday and probably a little something on Saturday as well. So make sure you tap in for those. You can find those on the YouTube channel at GQ on YouTube. So always check those out. The streams are already up for the first round. I'm going to put up the second round later. And Gene, like you said, you'll be on for day one. We'll have Ike on for day two. And so everyone come check out the draft streams. We're gonna have a ton of fun. Ray's probably gonna do giveaways. Who knows what else we'll do? But it'll be a lot of fun.
0: And thank you guys so much for having me on. I had a ton of fun today.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate you hopping on, man. It was a blast. It was a blast. It was a blast.
0: It was. Definitely once again, I appreciate you, Jerry's coming on. It's always a good time talking with you, talking any. I mean, we could talk about anything, not uh, even outside of fantasy and, and NFL, just basketball. You know, we're doing the props like Yes, sir. We we talk about everything. So again, we thank you. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed the show. Please, you know, get ready for the draft. It's going to be crazy. You know, get your popcorn ready. You know, get your seat seat Whatever, how are you going to get yourself ready for the draft? It probably won't be enough because of the craziness going to happen. But again, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Off the Line FF. You can follow me specifically, fantasygenes G-E-N-E-S. You can follow Ike at j- uh, just underscore Ike09. Until next week, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Y'all be safe. Enjoy the draft. We holler at y'all. Peace out.